<laughs> Welcome back to the Project Gen X podcast. I am one of your hosts, Alan Smith, along with... I'm the confused other guy, Big Dave. <laughs> this is another one of those episodes I kind of dropped on Dave. It was like, hey, we're going to do this. And he's like, okay. Um, we're going to, since, as, as we're recording this in July, which this should still be July when this, this episode goes up, Lollapalooza is celebrating its 30th anniversary. Woo. Yeah, the first one went out in July of 1991, which I cannot believe that uh, <laughs> it's been that long. Yeah, it doesn't feel that long. It really doesn't, but it does. But it also feels like it was decades <laughs> ago. I'm not even going to lie. And Lollapalooza for us Gen Xers was a big deal. The... Uh, because because it was one of those things where it really it showcased a lot of diverse bands, uh, especially more of the the alternative bands um, that were bubbling up under the surface and get and getting ready in just a couple of months to to really break you know kind of break through the mainstream, and uh, you know it was a. And it was a traveling. Any, again, if there's anybody that you know, it was a traveling listen, freak show. It was it was a traveling show. Ninety you know, seven. That's when you. That's when I went to fall. Yeah, that's that's when. Yeah, we were both <clears> at that one. The um the thing with Lollapalooza is that it was a traveling concert. You know, it, it was a, it was a festival, the traveling festival. Since two thousand and five, though, it's been located in Chicago, and that's it. Like yeah. it's a you know couple days and Perry and Feller, Feller uh, Perry Perry Farrell. Thank you. I yeah. can't talk. Well, Perry Farrell. He didn't like it. traveling around. Well, anymore. no, it wasn't that. We'll, we'll get into to what what happened. Perry Farrell founded the Lollapalooza tour in '91. You know, with the help of some other people, uh, but he was the one that kind of did it because it was one of those things that Jane's Addiction was on the verge of of breaking up, and they knew this was their farewell tour. I mean that was and so it was something they wanted to go out and and tour, you know, and they headlined the the, the show, but they wanted to bring a mix of bands um, to 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 come out and uh, and to showcase. So that first um, that first tour started. It was July eighteenth was when it started in nineteen ninety one, and. On the main stage, and the whole thing with Lollapalooza is they had a main stage and then they had a secondary stage, and then later they actually had a third stage, uh, you know, for the '96 and '97 um, tours. And we're going to predominantly talk about those those '91 and '97 things. I mean, we'll, we'll get into some of what happened to them <laughs> later when they came back. Um, but because this, like I said, very Gen X. Um, the the oh yeah the first the lineup on the on the um, the first Lollapalooza in 1991 was Jane's Addiction, Susie and the Banshees, Living Color, Nine Inch Nails, which this was like their first big tour that yeah. they were on. Um, Ice Tea and Body Count. Yeah. Butthole Surfers, <clears throat> Rollins Band, Violent Femme, and Fishbone. Oh, Fishbone. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Rollins Band. Yeah, I mean, you, nice. look at, you look at that that lineup: Jane's Addiction, Susie and the Banshees, and, and those are the headliners. That's who played on the main stage. They only had the main stage at this point. Yeah, um, we, we will get into side, you know, because there there are some very notable bands that played on the the second stage as time went on. Yeah, um, apparently there was a side stage, but only at like one venue, and there was a band named Othello's Revenge that played. I've never heard of them before. So, uh, but in '92 when they went out. 
the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Ministry, Ice Cube, Soundgarden, Jesus and Mary Chain, Pearl Jam, and Lush. Wow. That's a That was the main up. stage. Now, on the side stage, <clears throat> check this out. Rage Against the Machine. Yeah. Tool. Yep. Um, porno for Pineapple. Oh, the, the Jim Rose Circus Sideshow was oh, actually on this one. This, yeah. is where they, this is where they went out on Lollapalooza. Right. Them, okay. Uh, because it was one of those things that Lollapalooza back then, they would take out, like they had Jim Rhodes, they had the Shaolin Monks, you know, yeah. come out and do Shaolin stuff. Monks. The Shaolin Monks, you know, that kind of stuff. So it was one of those things that they would have, like, these other things besides just music that was going on. Um, uh, let's see. Who did I say? Tool, no, no. Porno for Pyros, Cypress Hill, yeah. House of Pain, uh, The Booyah Tribe, Stone Temple Pilots, and... Um, See if Luscious Jackson. Oh, I'd forgotten about Luscious Jackson. Temple because Soundgarden and Pearl Jam were both. The Temple of the Dog played on the second stage. Yeah, Um, and that's all. I mean, there's there are a bunch of other bands that played as well, but those were like the big, you know, that like you're like, oh wow, that's that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, the thing with both of these tours is that neither one of them came to Nashville. No, they did not. No, I'm. I'm, 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 Matter of fact. Uh, close Atlanta was as close as they came to here um, either time it looks like no actually they didn't even the first one they didn't even come to Atlanta um, so yeah the, the 92 but in 93 they did come to Nashville I remember this I did not go uh, I would have liked to. Now that I look back on it, I'd really like to for one particular thing. Alice in Chains was a headliner. Oh, yeah, that would have been nice. And I never got a chance to see Alice that in Chains. That was the summer I graduated from high school. Yeah. Alice in Chains, Primus. Oh, this see, is, I would have gone for Primus. This is 93. Alice in Chains, Primus, Dinosaur Jr., oh. Fishbone, Arrested Development, Front 242, Babes in Toyland. Front 242? Babes in Toyland, Tool, um, and Rage Against the Machine. Now That's we get to the side lineup. stage. You've got The Verve, yeah. Sebado, Sebado, yeah. uh, Luscious Jackson again, Girls Against Boys, Thurston Moore, the da, 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 da. man. There was a bunch of bands on here. <laughs> I'm just kind of going through. Those are the only ones that. Oh, Lamb Chop, Lamb Chop was on it. Um, what website are you on? Looking at, I'm looking at the Wikipedia page. The Wikipedia page. So it's one of those things that that you know that that was a pretty good. Now they, like I said, they did come to Nashville. I didn't get to go to that one. Um, now when we get to '94, and, and we have to, before we we go any further, let's go back to that first Lollapalooza. Um, I remember seeing it. I was never a big. I was never a huge Jane's Addiction fan. They really. Not back then. Not back then. I like it. They, there was like, you know, when when uh, I mean, Ritual de la, when but when Ritual de la, um, what was it? Ritual de la habitual habitual came out, and Ben caught stealing became a huge, you know, kind of a big song for them. I was like, yeah, these guys are okay, you know. It's, a, but they were just a little, a little, a little too off for me at the time. Uh, later on, I became a James Addiction fan. They. Um, it was one of those things that, you know, we look at that lineup and like Living Color and uh, Body Count were like the two bands that I was really like, oh, I'd love to see those guys, you know. Yeah. And uh, I didn't really know Nine Inch Nails at the time 
or I knew about the Butthole Surfers, but I hadn't really listened to a whole lot of their stuff. The biggest thing I knew with them was, you know, they did that song with Ministry, you know, who was in my bed last night. You yeah, know, it was the it was the the two you know the two bands together. Of course, we knew, I knew Rollins Band, you know, and some of that stuff. But it was just kind of like, oh, that's kind of cool. That this is a neat idea. I, I thought you know you get a bunch of stuff yeah. together. You got this touring festival that's going around and everything. And, and apparently, my dog really likes James Addiction and has something to say about that. So. I, I like James Addiction. <laughs> I do too. But it's there are well many well documented cases or, or stories about how by the time when they were on this tour knowing this is it that like perry farrell and uh, dave navarro were not speaking to each other and when they did it was full-on it was full, like they legitimately in a couple of places uh, trent Reznor has talked about seeing them literally like like throwing fists backstage yeah right before they go mm-hmm. on picking up Picking up instruments, going out, doing their full set, and as soon as they step back off the stage, just going at it again. Yeah, I mean, just straight up. You Absolutely. Know? And uh, you know, eventually they did get back together, and, and that will actually play into Lollapalooza being being like re- rekindled, you know, later on. Yeah. Um, and they seem to be all right now. But the, with that, and and um, I was doing a little reading on this, and apparently Susie and the Banshees were like the big hit of this thing. Like, because it was one of those things that, like, the people who knew them came out in force to see this. Oh, see yeah. this tour, you know. Absolutely. And, uh, and of course, Nine Inch have Nails. Have you seen Susie and the I Band? never have, Dude, honestly. I saw them once. It's really? pretty, but pretty then, amazing. But then Nine Inch Nails, like I said, this was their big outing. Like, you know, of course, you know, Pretty Hate Machine came out in 89, and then Broken came out in 91. And so this was their big, hey, you know, introducing, introducing ourselves to the world. And, um they also learned a thing about touring there of how technology, you know, with compute using computers, uh, could be a real problem touring because <laughs> yeah, they said they had multiple times where computers crashed on stage and everything. And it was kind of a, an issue and that, which they eventually, you know, they, they, they figured it all out. Um, you know, by the time this, I remember because I graduated in 92. So I remember, you know, hearing about Lollapalooza going back out on tour that summer and seeing, you know, oh, it's the Chili Peppers and, you know, um, Soundgarden and, and Pearl Jam, you know, and all this stuff because, you yeah. know, they were all, like, really big at the time. But, you know, also seeing, oh, Ministry, yeah, I, I dig Ministry, you know, and, and uh, Ice Cube's on this too, you know, that kind of stuff. So it was, again, it was this whole, you're getting a lot of diversity oh, on yeah. this, you know. Um. So yeah, but but again, like I said, they never came anywhere near here, um, or they came to Atlanta, and that was it. And at the time, I wasn't really into the traveling for shows. That would come a little bit later. Yeah. So um, by the time '93 rolled around, they're a lot more mainstream. Yes, they are. You know, and of course, you look at that. You know, Alice in Chains headlining. You know, this is the Dirt album. You know, on the Dirt tour, and. Um, you know, Tool had just, let's see, Undertow was out at this point. Yeah. And, um, you know, Rage Against the Machine, I think their first album was out at this point, and they were kind of starting. They, they toured on that for a long time. Yeah, they you know, It was, uh, um, <clears throat> and it was really one of those things where you were starting, you were seeing that they were, they were really pushing into the mainstream alternative at the time. 
And that was all well and good because that's what you were hearing on the radio. Yeah. I mean, there was like, you know, this is what we're hearing on the radio. We're hearing it all the time. We're not just hearing it on the college stations anymore. This is rock radio now. Yeah. And this is full on KDF. Yeah. I mean, anything, any, any station you would yeah. turn on, they were playing, you know, the rock station. This is what they were playing now. Yeah. They were still sprinkling in, you know, your other stuff, but this was becoming the prominent. Yeah. This is, you know, this is music now, you know. Um, which is not a bad thing because I really still like a lot of this stuff uh, from then. When you get to 94, we have something interesting. Perry Farrell approached Nirvana to headline 94. And they hadn't turned it down, but they hadn't committed to it because you know, they, they were on tour. Yeah. you know, And this is right when you know everything happened with, with um, Kirk overdosing slash whatever yeah. either slowed it was it was either a suicide attempt or it was an overdose when they were in Italy you know and then but they announced on April 7th of 1994 that Nirvana was not going to be headlining yeah. that tour and then the next day was when they found Kurt Cobain yeah you know I mean it was one of those things where it was like oh wow this was you know kind of one of those things so um in 94 and this is this is a really cool lineup i think you got smashing pumpkins yep beastie boys george clinton and, and the, the p-funk, p-funk all-stars which i would have loved yeah. to have seen the breeders a tribe called quest nick cave and the bad seeds yeah l7 um and then the uh boredoms was of the first half of the tour and then green day was on the second half of the tour yeah now, this would have been right when dookie had come out yeah before then they were they were starting to get some some momentum at this point yeah. you start looking at the side stage flaming lips the verb the boo radleys the frogs which do you know what the frog the whole deal with the frogs no okay they're i wish i could remember his name off the top of my head we talked about him before their keyboard player was the one that went out on tour with the smashing pumpkins and overdosed and died oh gotcha and, you know and that was holding him and then jimmy chamberlain got arrested you know and all right. that kind of stuff yeah, Guided by Voices. Guided by Bo- Voices, which if you've never yeah. heard of Guided by Voices, you really need out, to yeah. check them out. Lamb Chop, Girls Against Boys, um, Stereo Lab. The Far Side is the on The Far here. Side, Shudder to Think, Luscious Jackson. Again, apparently Luscious Jackson really enjoyed playing the, the side stage. <laughs> uh, Shonen Knife. Would you, are you familiar with them? Not really. They're a, they're a, a, a girl punk band from Japan. Like, okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're actually pretty, pretty cool. Uh, and then it looks like uh, there was a there was a poetry tent. Yeah. Ooh. And it says Angelo Moore and members of Fishbone with performed the in the poetry boys. with the Beastie Boys. Yeah. So it's kind of cool that you know some of the stuff they they had all kinds of stuff like that. You know that they would do. Um, Evidently, Cypress Hill skipped a date to do one Lollapalooza date at to appear at. Uh, Woodstock '94. Yeah, there were several bands that did that yeah. did that because they were they were on the Woodstock. Them and Green Day and um, uh, I forget who else is. It says here who all the, the ones were. You get into '95, and this is where we're getting interesting for multiple reasons. Um, Sonic Youth was the headliner. I've never been a big Sonic Youth fan. I remember when this tour happened in '95, and no. I was like, oh, dude. And it was them and Hole, yes. Cypress Hill, yes. Pavement. Sinead O'Connor I've for a few seen shows. Pavement. Yeah, pretty good I'm band. Never a big fan of theirs. Sinead O'Connor was on the first few shows, but bowed out because of pregnancy. And Elastica and Moby did shows to 
as, as her replacement. Yeah. Then you had Beck, the Jesus Lizards, and the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Which I've seen the Boss Tones in there. They put on I've a good show. I've seen them before. And on the side stage, you had Coolio. Um, Possum Dixon. Yeah. Let's see. Geraldine Fibbers. Yola Tingo. Um, you remember, far side again. Built to Spill. You remember Yola Tingo, don't you? I don't. Uh, they were a sub-pop group. Red Man. Is on here. Yep. Mike Watt, Hum, uh, The Roots. That would have been cool to see. Yeah. Um, Patty Smith, Psychotica, Moby, Moby, Super Chunk, Super Chunk Beck, and well, I've seen Beck. He he puts on a good show. Right, yeah. I saw him at three twenty eight. Um. This was the tour, and they're not listed on here. Or maybe it was maybe what was what was the name of, of the band that um that um um lead singer of Bikini Kill Kathleen Hanna yeah. what was the name of her second band I, I'll be honest I with you remember. there's no way I'm and you know, know the that. thing is I don't see on here what anyways there was something this was this was. Hole was on this tour, you know. Yeah. And I, if I'm not mistaken, Lollapalooza, this tour, this Lollapalooza tour was when Courtney Love punched her, like coming off the stage or something one night. I mean, just. I'm sure she would have killed Courtney Love. Um, no. I, from all accounts, she didn't just punch her. She, like, laid her out. Really? Yeah. Um, now, it was a sucker punch. I mean, it was, you know. Um, Frigging Courtney Love. Yeah. Well, you know. This is and this is Courtney Love being her most Courtney Love era, you know, 94, 95, you know, type stuff. I know you don't like her, so um but yeah, I was I remember when that when that tour happened kind of being like eh. eh, I don't know about this. Now, what what's really weird is that between 95 and 96 there was a big change. Okay? Yes. Um the organizers outside of Perry Farrell put together this lineup and Metallica had just put out load. This is their first album in five years. And everybody was really excited about, you know, Metallica's getting ready to, you know, put a new album and go on tour and blah, blah, blah. Until they heard the album. Man, there's about half of a good album there. And, uh, it's different. It's completely different, but there's about half of a good, I've always said between load and reload, there is like one good, one solid album in there. But unfortunately, they decided to put out two mediocre albums instead. Yeah. So it just uh, anyway. So Metallica. So they they approached Metallica to headline. Metallica's like, sure, we'll go out on all the flues. Perry Farrell wound up like resigning from um, the board or whatever it was, you know, kind of over yeah. it because he felt like it was too mainstream bringing Metallica into this. Yeah. The other thing with it is that, and this is a great line. I I saw this tour. Okay, I oh, saw did this you? one. Yeah. It's Metallica, Soundgarden, the Ramones, Rancid, the Shaolin Monks, yep. Screaming Trees, and Psychotica. Yep. Okay. Now, I saw one of the select dates where Rage Against the Machine also played. Okay. And 
I was at that time was not a huge Rage Against the Machine fan, but they put on a show like you wouldn't believe, and I legitimately thought we were going to see a riot happen one during when they were playing Killing in the Name. Well, it <laughs> they, I mean, surprise me. Yeah. I mean, just straight up, you know, it was one of those things like that moment is seared in my mind of you know like wow that was intense you know type stuff yeah again this is when i got to see the ramones and i'm so happy i did because this was actually part of their farewell tour later this year they wrapped it up and they never played together again that's that's uh, one of the bands i regret never getting to see now soundgarden you know this was the second time soundgarden been on this tour yeah um and but here's here's one that may surprise people hmm. uh one of the Selected dates. Waylon Jennings. Waylon yeah, Jennings. Yeah, I know, I know. Which is kind of funny he didn't play here in Tennessee. I'm, I'm kind of surprised with that. But also, the Well, co- they probably did that on purpose to bring maybe. that music to you know, other parts of the country. But country. also, when Selected Dates was the Cocktoo Twins, uh, Cheap Trick, Violent Films, The Tea Party, Wu-Tang Clan, Steve, Steve Earl, Earl, Devo, and 311. 311, yeah. So that, you know, that was a really cool... Now, if you look at the at the side stage... You've got Beth Hart Band, which you remember her, right? Yeah. Okay. You've got Boys Against, or Girls Against Boys, Ben Folds Five, yep. Corner Shop, Soul Coughing, Sponge, The Melvins, Satchel, Johnny Polanski, and and somebody named Fire, so I don't know. I, I loved Soul Coughing. Yeah, I know. I would loved to have seen that. You know, and you get, this is where they also added the third stage. It was called the Indie Stage, and I don't recognize anybody off of this one that, nope. that went on to be anything and I don't mean to like, you know, besmirch anyone. Now, I was at this show, okay? This was really funny. Like th- this particular ep- like uh, this particular lineup because uh, and Biscuit agrees. I still have the t-shirt from this from 96. I still okay. have my ticket stub and everything. It was in Kingsport, Tennessee, which is basically if you don't know where Kingsport, Tennessee is, welcome to the club because I had no idea where it was. <laughs> basically what you did is you went to Knoxville and you took a left, or excuse me, you took a right and you drove for another hour into the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And the Kingsport had this big RV park. Yep. So in this field, they set up a stage and the two other smaller stages and then they had some other stuff going, like, you know, they had, like, bounce houses and all that kind of stuff. And that was it. It was no shelter, blazing hot sun in the middle of the, middle of the summer, you know, for, oh, no. for, like, all day, you know, type stuff. Now, of course, you know, they were selling food and water. Of course, they were all overpriced for the time, you oh, know, yeah. and, and everything. And what we did is we drove up that morning. We had already booked a hotel. And then after the show was over, we went to the hotel and slept and then drove back the next day, you know. Yeah sunburned like you wouldn't believe and you know all that kind of stuff and it was kind of weird because it was one of those things i saw most of these bands during the day yeah uh soundgarden was playing as the sun was going down and then metallica played at night what was funny is that when you know i think there was about forty thousand people that were there so you know that was kind of roughly you know type thing what was funny was going into this place because there was nothing there. I mean, I mean, it's a small little town, you know. Yeah. And it was just like everybody was going to the RV park, and of course, you know, they every everything was pointing this way to Lollapalooza, you know, blah blah blah, all that kind of stuff. And it was so you're driving through, and it's a little bit, it's a little bitty town, and and you know, they were all you know trying to you know, pay for, you know, they were all working in the parking, you had to pay for parking, yeah, you know, yeah, that kind yeah. of stuff, all the usual stuff that goes with a festival, some sort. Bonnaroo. Yeah. What was really funny, though, is that Soundgarden left the stage. Yeah. 
and they started loading up from from Metallica, and there was a mass exodus of people. <laughs> and it was like, well, these are all the people who did not who were not fans of Metallica headlining this thing. They were here to see all the all, the alternative bands, yep. and they don't care about the metal band that's, that's headlining. Of course, I was there to see Metallica because you know Metallica band, Metallica fan. Yeah. Um, and is the thing is that I think they only did just a few songs off of Load. I mean, I think they did. Um, they definitely did until it sleeps, and they did. Um, uh, I think ain't my bitch maybe or something like that. But then everything else was like old Metallica, you know, which as was, it should be. Yeah, which was really cool, you know. And um, and justice for all and back. <laughs> a lot of stuff off of the Black album too. <sighs> um, so it was it was one of those things that that was that was an interesting experience of the everything is kind of you can see the line of demarcation of, yeah. of the people who have, who are really into the alternative music and, and didn't care anything about Metallica. And then the Metallica fans, because you could tell them in the crowd too. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, everybody you know, had their uniform. It, on. Yeah, pretty much, you know? And I mean, it, but I'm serious. Like it was a mass exodus of people. But as soon, as soon as Soundgarden left the stage, I mean, people were just like out the door. Yeah. You, you just saw all these people like heading, you know, whether they were heading back to wherever they're going to their hotel or whatever it was. Yeah. Um, the next year, 97, again, this I went is, to this one. This one actually came to Nashville. We were both there. Right. And completely not, separate from each other. Yeah, completely separate. <laughs> I was with a completely me. different group than you were. Yeah. On the main stage, you had Orbital, Devo, which I don't think Devo played here. Yeah, they played the second stage. No, this is as a main stage. It says a main stage, but they didn't play the main stage. They, they played, went okay. over. They went over. Then, and played. Then I definitely did not see Devo I because mean, that when was we a, first got there, um, Orbital had been playing when we got there, right? And it was Julian and Damon Marley, right? Played they were, together, yeah, yeah. And they were early on in right. the day, and we watched them, right? And then James came up after them. I remember this, yeah. you know, and that was that was really cool. And then Tri- no, Tricky came on before before. Um, uh, James did. Yes. I remember like seeing Tricky, and I wasn't real familiar. With it. I was like, "Dude, this guy's good." I, I knew Tricky. I was, I was like, wow, that was yeah. one of the groups I was there to see. James, I was there to see, and then and Corn uh, had to drop out because they dropped, uh, Monkey had meningitis. Right, I remember and, and when was that happened in the hospital, and I was really upset about that. I remember I wanted to see Corn. And I had already seen Corn. I that hadn't point, seen Corn. So I still a, haven't seen Corn oh, really? at this no. point. I saw them open for Ozzy in like ninety. Five or something, you know, like and that, I, I really wanted to, and that was when, um, was that Freak on a Leash? No, no, this is no, before no, no, that no, came was, out. This it, is when the first album was, still. yeah, but I really wanted to or see no. those, yeah, no, 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 actually, I think Freak on a Leash had just come out, yeah, I yeah. think you're right, yeah, I think that thing, I'm almost positive that's what it was. Yeah, I really wanted to see the, and I was upset that they were gone. And then Snoop Dogg came out. Snoop Dogg was so good. And I went, screw this. I don't want to watch this. And we went over to the second stage yeah, at that point. Yeah, you missed a show, dude. I, that was one of those things where I was kind of in that same, I don't really care about this. But then when he yeah. came out and started performing, I was like, oh, dude, this is fun. I, I want to, this is so much fun. See, I, mean, I was I just, over to the second stage. That. And that's where we saw. Um, uh, see Failure. Uh, I saw failure. I saw Devo because Devo played under a different name on the second stage. Okay. This here um, says that Beck, the Eels, Artificial Joy Club. I also went over to see old ninety seven. Old ninety seven. Yeah. Porno for Pyros, which um, I'm trying to see who else. I don't recognize anybody else on this one. So, but here's the thing: Tool was the next. Like they weren't. You would think that Tool would have been the headliners, but they weren't. They were 
no. second on the bill. Are you sure about that? Yes. Because I remember Tool being... Tool played. They were after Snoop Dogg. As, this is as it was getting nighttime. Yeah. Because the Prodigy was the headliner. You're right. You're right. And I left about four songs in. I didn't. I was just like stayed not, for the whole thing. I was. And don't get me the, wrong. I like Prodigy. I but still like Prodigy. It didn't. And even the Prodigy but, said but, that they weren't a big fan of of that because of the way that everything was. Uh, they were there was uh, like seats. Yeah. You know, in the venues and stuff, and so they were like, we don't like the fact that like up front there's all these seats that are in the way. But then you, and you look out and you see everybody moshing and dancing in the back. Yeah. You know, and that's the way it was because, you know, it was an amphitheater. We went to Starwood. It was the amphitheater, you know. Yeah. Um, but Tool put on an incredible show. Oh, they were so oh good. Oh, my gosh. That's still one and of my top three shows. Yeah, yeah, this is in the Enema Tour. So it was like they were doing all the stuff he was that I painted, wanted to see. He was painted half blue, half I know, red. I know. And, and just, oh, my and, gosh. And of the crowd that I was there with, Tool was kind of the, this is what everybody's going to see. Yeah. Uh, now, Andy was alone, like, I'm here for Prodigy. Yeah. You know, and I, me and Brent both left, like, partway through Prodigy. We're like, eh, let's go get something to eat and get out of here, you know. Um, that was... I, uh, I was there to see Tool and Prodigy. I yeah. was there to see both of them. But it was, uh, it was that was a pretty, that was a really cool show. Um, and... It was kind of a. I love that there's a little thing here, and I, I seem to remember this. There's a little note on this that says, Never have confirmed that G Love and Special Sauce played the festival. All reports had said it was uh, Damien and Julian Marley and the Uprising Band. And that's I right, remember, because I saw, that, I saw that show. Yeah, but I remember hearing that G Love and Special Sauce were supposed to be on Lollapalooza that year, yeah. and then apparently they just never actually, they never appeared, you know? Yeah. Um, the, this was the last year that they went out in the nineties in 98. I remember they were trying to get, they were trying to put together another one. Yeah. And there were rumors that they were trying to put guns and roses on it. That would have never worked. Now this would have been the axle Guns and Rose, you know, like the yeah. this was after everybody left, and Axel and Dizzy were the only we're two guys. We're talking about the spaghetti incident. No, we're talking. Well, yeah, but we're talking about who knows was in the band at this at that point. I think this was that's that would have been more of what went out later well, on. As Guns and Roses, it would have been Buckethead and Gilby. No, Gilby and, wasn't in the. It would have been. It would have been if it if it had been the one that I saw yeah. in two thousand and two. It would have been Buckethead and Tommy Stinson. And, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I forgot and, about him. And um, uh, well, at this point, what's his name? Uh, Brain from uh, Primus was in the band. Yeah. Uh, now he wasn't with them by the time they actually started touring. Um, Dizzy was still in the band, and um, I'm trying to think who else. There was another guitar player. Uh, at that point, it was one of Axel's friends from like Indiana. It was Tobias somebody? I forget what the guy's name was. I guess stuff. Now, eventually, you know, Bumblefoot wound up you know, being in the band, and there's a whole bunch of who knows who would have been on the tour with them at this point. You know, but it, it wouldn't have been Guns and Roses as we knew them. Okay, it, it wasn't Guns and Roses. Right. It was Axel and, and some other guys. I yeah. know, uh, but it was. It was one of those things that they they tried. They went through several different. We're going to try to get, yeah, you know, and it just never happened. And they didn't tour again 
until 2003. Now, there's a reason that they find that they resurrected it as a touring act, as a touring festival in 2003. It's because Jane's Addiction got back together. Yeah. And so they were like, okay, well, let's go do this thing. Now, also, you have to remember that Perry Farrell, when he was doing porno for Pyros, like in that 96, 97 era yeah. or whatever, had put together the Enid tour, which was a whole, another, like he was basically saying, okay, yeah, Lollapalooza has become too mainstream. We're going to go over here and do this yeah. thing. And, you know, we got to be alternative. Yeah, again. exactly. And so they took porno for Pyros out with a bunch of people, you know, and yeah. whatever. And I think that only lasted like two years or something. So when they came back in 2003, uh, it was Jane's Addiction, Audio Slave. Incubus, Queens of the Stone Age, A Perfect Circle, Jurassic Five, The Donnas, Rooney, the Dis- and the, the Distillers on the main stage. That's not a bad That's lineup. a really good lineup. Again, I was like, dude, I, I kind of wish I had seen that. You know, now that I look back on it. I had a chance to it, go see The Donnas and I missed it. Oh, yeah. On the side stage, uh, Steve-O from Jackass had something he was doing over there. Probably an hour of him kicking himself in the nuts. Uh, here you go. Kings of Leon. Yeah. 30 Seconds to Mars. Oh, that would have been a good show. The Music. Yeah, I don't know them. Uh, yeah, the hip-hop act. The Music. Um, yeah. Um, the Mooney Suzuki. Oh, really? Yep. Dude. Uh, I'm looking at a bunch of this other stuff. Uh, Hot Action Cop. I remember those guys. <laughs> Stupid band. Mooney Suzuki, though. They yeah, rocked. so it was one of those things. So, But here's what happened. They were set to go out in 94. Yeah. And what they were going to do, they were going to change the format to where it was going to be a two-day. Everywhere they went, it was going to be a two-day rather than just one day. Sure. And um, they, But they never, the, the, the tour wound up being canceled because nobody bought tickets. It just it had really low ticket sales, you know? Well, I think that was the same with pretty much everything. Kind of around that time. Now, around this time... Wasn't that the the years that we were watching on the the mystery VHS tape where they were talking about? No, no, no. That was in ninety one. Yeah, was, you're, right, you're right. This you're is right, this right. is in two thousand four. You know, and things were not kind so great there. Anytime, you know. Anyway, um, but it was one of those things that they just couldn't get it off. They couldn't get it get it going, um, and so they wound up canceling it. Um, there. The the bands that they were trying. Here's a list of the bands they were trying to get on that one. Uh, which was the Pixies, Morrissey, P.J. Harvey, Sonic Youth, The Killers, Wilco, Flaming Lips, The Von Bondies, String mm. Cheese Incident, Modest Mouse, La Tigra. Uh, oh, wow. La Tigra. I'd forgot about La Tigra. Black Rebel Motorcycle Club. Dang- That's a good band. Danger Mouse, The Polyphonic Spree. Um... Trying to see if there's anybody else on here that's noteworthy. I don't really see anybody. Oh, Dresden Dolls. Okay. But, so they took a year off again. Okay. Yeah. So they basically, they took five years, they took six years off, came back, toured, took another year off. And then in 2005, it became what it is now, where they, they cut a deal with Chicago. And there it is a two-day festival that is just there. You know, it's like basically you come up here and they have all kinds of bands playing for two days. Yeah. You know, and I'm not even going to get into all that stuff. One of the things that I found in looking at this is that um, a couple of things have happened with it since it was, um, since it's become a Chicago only thing. Yeah. 
Um, one is that they tried to expand it to four days at one point, and they only did it like one year. And the reason that they didn't, it, again, they saw low turnout, low ticket sales because the price went up so much. Well, I mean, you added two days yeah, to the ticket price. Well, the thing is, 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 is that now I like this is what they were saying. It, to go to the show for like the the festival pass is almost four hundred dollars. Yeah, and I'm like, dude, that's just for the tickets. That has nothing to do with hotel and you know and Food, eating and all that kind of stuff. Transportation. Yeah. I'm just like, dude, souvenirs. Yeah, I'm just like, man. I, a lot of the reason why I don't go to concerts much anymore is because they've just become so expensive. I, I can't you know? afford to I go know, to shows. I know, and there's a couple of them coming here soon that I'm like, I really want to go to this, but I'm not sure if I'm going to have the money for it. Like you know? what? Um. Oh, Joan Jett's going to be here in less than a month. Can't and, afford that. Uh, of course, we were looking at that Soul Asylum with Local H and uh, Juliana that, Hatfield. That's not going to be that expensive. No, it's not. It's, it's going to be about thirty-five bucks. It's all general admission. I mean, it's not a where they're playing. So yeah, that'll be I, that'll be worth it. But like Counting Crows are coming through. Um, Elton John is playing here in October as his farewell. It. Well, actually, we could. I went and looked at tickets the other day. And like you know, they're up in the three hundred section. He's playing at Bridgestone. Yeah, they're fifty two bucks a piece. And I'm like, I for could fifty two for nosebleed for Elton John. I know, but do you want to know how much anything else was? <laughs> yeah, but still, I'm like, I want to see Elton John because again, it's kind of one of those. I may never get a chance to see him again. You know, so I'm, I'm I'm in that. All right, I'll, I'll probably end up shelling out the fifty two bucks for for that ticket you just know, to I, be in the room. To be in the room, you know. I, I know it's Elton John and all that, but I just I can't justify that. That's not one of my bucket list artists. He to is because I love Elton John. So it's, I, um, I love the music. Mm-hmm. Just going to see him though, that, that just doesn't do anything yeah. for me. That's fair enough. It's everybody. Yeah, you know, look, believe me, there are a lot of there are a lot of acts that I just will never yeah. see because I'm like, I don't care to see them live. I, I, I obviously like, probably have, I the tried to go them. see pink Floyd like three or four times. I saw pink Floyd and, and was that's in. never going to happen. For and me you know, what's funny point. is that I saw pink Floyd and it's one of those things when you tell people, Oh, I saw pink Floyd. They're like, Oh my God, that must've been, it was a good show, but it's, it's one of those things that it's not in my, the closest I ever got is I went Roger to go Waters. see Roger yeah. Waters out at Starwood. Yeah. And that was actually a really good show. Well, you know that the, the pink Floyd show probably not in my top 30 concerts all time. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's other than the fact that it's Pink Floyd. Yeah. That's really okay. It's, it really wasn't that great of a show. Yeah. I mean, it was really kind of boring to be honest. I mean, but, I got to see Prince. I got to yeah, see Black Crows. I, I, Prince is like one of the, you got to see the Ramones. I did get so to see the Ramones. And, screw you. <laughs> um, anyway, so Lollapalooza is still ongoing. Yeah. Okay. But you have to remember, like, but they're the ones who kind of gave rise to all the festival shows. They really did. You know, this was the Lollapalooza went out. You know, you you had you got to look back to like you know the, the the previous generation. You know, with their you know you got Woodstock and Altamont. Yeah. You know, and the Isle of Wight, and you know the the. Um, but those none of those were yeah. touring shows. No, they weren't. They're also and even even because one of the things I was reading up on this is Perry Farrell was talking about looking at like like Reading Fest, you know, and yeah. you know, and like you know the Castle Donington shows and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. like that's kind of cool. But it would be really cool if we could take this out 
and expose a right. lot more people to it. So you, you ended up with Lollapalooza. You ended up with Lilith Fair. Well, Lilith Fair, eventually you wound up with the Horde Festival. Eventually yeah. you wound up with uh, the Smoking Grooves Tour. Um, yep. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. The Vans. Um, oh, you, uh, yeah. Family Values. Well, you had Family Values, but you had um, uh, Warped Tour. Yeah, Warped Tour. Which has also gone to this format yeah. in recent years. Like, they, they have stopped touring. They're, they're just like... They, they have, have, like, several of them, but it's like... They'll have one. They're only hitting like there's like they'll have warp pool, warp tour like L A or something like that, and then like warp to Chicago or something. Yeah, but that's it. They're not. They're only like hitting they were. the major. Well, and it's had, only like two shows. You had Ozfest. Ozfest came out. The Ozfest a lot to had a lot to do with kind of as counter programming to. Yeah. Um, you know, to to it's like those alternative kids can get out and do that. So can the and it's heads. funny because we we named all this stuff. Yeah. The only ones, st- the only ones, still touring at this point are Ozfest. Yeah. And then that still touring is Ozfest, and then you have you know Warp Tour happening in one or two specific cities, and you have Lollapalooza yeah. happening in one city. You know, after that, you know Lollapalooza led to Bonnaroo yeah. and Coachella and all well, that stuff. But Bonnaroo um, took more of the Woodstock right model. right right. And but 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 you but we, I'm saying, if Lollapalooza had not have happened, you know we would yeah. still have festivals. But it was really <coughs> one of the big touring festivals. You know there was stuff that happened. You know, we had Us Fest, and you had um, you know uh, you had uh, like a, a Live Aid. You know oh. you, you would have stuff like that from time to time yeah, where it was yeah. like this. But you know um, uh, what's the one um, Monterey Pop was you know like another one. You know that was you would have this stuff. But this was like ours. Yeah. Like no. Not only is it ours, it's like, when you look at, like, um, it's one of those, when you look at the bands that played, it was very, very pointed at Gen X. Oh, yeah. For those, you know, from 91 to 97. You know, that that was like, no, this this is a Gen X <coughs> festival that's happening. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? And, it, and it was one of those things where, you know, the word Lollapalooza had been around for a long time. Like, I was actually looking at that, like, it dates back into, like, you know, the 1800s, you know. And stuff, and uh, Perry Farrell even said that he got that he when he was looking for a name for it, he was watching the Three Stooges, and yeah. it was mentioned in one of their in one of their shorts. He's like, "Oh, that's interesting," and went and looked it up, you know. And yeah. he's like, "Oh, this is an actual word, you know," and and type stuff. And so that's why that's why they used it. The um, during those years, though, from ninety one to ninety seven, it permeated everything. I mean, they were on The Simpsons. It was called Hullabalooza. It wasn't Lollapalooza, but it was still one of those things where it was yeah. like, you would see it mentioned in all kinds of pop culture, you know, like television and movies and this and that. You couldn't you know, get away from Perry really, Farrell. No, you couldn't, well, you couldn't get away from Lollapalooza anyway, yeah. you know, and, you know, and that really was kind of one of those things for us, you know, we were talking about, oh, oh, I went to Lollapalooza. Oh, what years, you know, what did you, who did you see? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, you were at the one there. So did you go see this? Well, yeah, it was one of those things where it kind of became like a it was like a rite of passage in a lot yeah. of ways. It was one of those things like, no, you have to go to Lollapalooza. I mean, that's if they come through. You've got to go to at least one. Right. And you, I wound up hitting two of them. You, you know, you got so. to go to at least one to say right. that you've been. Exactly. I got one. Yeah. But, so, but it was one but of you the got good, a good ones. One. Yeah. You know, you got a good one. And, and it was actually a pretty decent way to go out. Yeah, you know, with, really with was. the lineup that they had because you really, again, you know, you're looking back on that with, with, you know, Tool and Prodigy and Snoop Dogg and, and uh, you know, tricky and and you know, orbital. At the time, you know, 
like tricky and orbital and prodigy and the orb you know all that kind of stuff it's yeah. like electronica had really come you know, into it come in and it was point. getting into that stuff and then you had you know like your you had like your tool yeah as the okay we're the prog metal whatever alt whatever we are and then you had snoop dog who you know hey representing hip-hop you know so it was one of those things where you got all of this yeah this is kind of you look at 1997 this is kind of what was going on you know <laughs> yeah it really was outside of the spice girls or, or whatever you know or hansen or you know whatever <sighs> it was going on on pop radio but you got the rest of it yeah so the good stuff and yeah and that kind of it, like gen x kind of gen x was kind of like that we were you know when we kind of got away from those tribes of music Rather than oh I'm a metal guy or oh I'm a hip hop guy or oh I'm an alternative person or no there were no tribes it was it was no we're just gonna throw it all in the mix and see what happens yeah you know and it's like and we no. loved it all exactly you know and that but I mean a lot of that was you know coming up listening to the music that our parents listened to mm-hmm. and having a wide variety of music that we enjoyed absolutely. listening to absolutely you know and that's the you know you go on the the Woodstock model of yeah you know, there was there was there was a wide variety of stuff yeah, hell, if you just go to like Woodstock '94 and look at some of the people that played you know i mean you really had a wide variety of stuff you yeah know, you did you would have like you know like metallica and nine inch nails played but so did green day and so did johnny cash yeah. and so did you know you crosby Stills and nash play you, know, you had to throw back to some of that stuff but then you would have like jackal for whatever reason played on that you know, <laughs> you know it, it was just weird you know, i think the black crows played you know there was a bunch of this kind of stuff where it was like okay we're getting we're getting a mix of across the boards here, yeah. you know, uh, when Neil Young played, you know, and, and that kind of stuff. So it was like, okay, we're getting a mix of stuff from the old stuff to the new yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you notice that Neil Young did not play with CSN. No, 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 he did not. He did not. He, he, he did his own thing. Um, that was the, wasn't that the Wild Horse days? Or Crazy Horse uh, crazy days? Crazy Horse, yeah. yeah, that was when he was with Crazy Horse. And uh, so it, once you get, but, you know, that is again oh it's a three-day festival yeah but it happens like once every five or however many years at that point it was like oh 25 years later they're 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 doing it in 94 and then we all know what happened in 99 and everything went sideways well they got blamed for it (laughs) but it wasn't limp biscuit it it was it was i i blame the promoters more than anything about all that well if you go back and look at the history of woodstock yeah, it's all the promoters' fault. It's always been a mess. They too. they've and never been able to plan that thing right. Nope, nope, so, never. But yeah, Lollapalooza is one of those things that it's kind of like so many other touchstones in our lives that you know, like you know, I have a I have a uh, tattoo. You know, the, this um, Toys R Us tattoo here. Yeah, when they were closing four years ago it was one of those things where i saw a lot of posts on social media about oh i can't believe toys r us and blah 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 blah. yeah but it was still one of those things it was kind of one of those like hey when was the last time you were actually at a toys r us you yeah know? exactly and it's one of those things for me i was there a lot not just yeah. because i had kids but because you know i still love toys you know i mean i'll be honest yeah, you yeah. know i would go in there and you know buy action figures and pops and all that kind of stuff Lollapalooza is kind of that same thing like kind of like with like kind of like with people arguing like 
people our age complaining yeah. about, you know, oh, there's no there's no music on MTV. Well, are you going to watch it, the music videos they play on MTV? No, you're not. But you want to complain about it because it's something you remember from your youth, you know, of like, oh, this is the way it used to be, and you want it to stay that way. But the reason MTV stopped, stopped playing music videos is because, well, nobody was watching music videos on MTV any longer. You know, there was plenty of other play, ways to do it. Lollapalooza is kind of that same thing. Like when I remember when they came back, thinking, "Oh, this is going, this is so great, this is so great. I'd love to go see this again." But I was not going to shell out the type of money they wanted to go to this. Yeah. I couldn't afford it for one thing, and for another, I started started looking at a lot of lineups. And I'm like, I don't care about some of this. You know, there's been some cool stuff. You know, like Lady Gaga had one of her big like before she broke, she played Lollapalooza, you know, yeah. in Chicago, and apparently that was like one of the big things that was kind of like gave her a big push, you know, type stuff as well as some others, you know, there's yeah. plenty of it. So, but you know, that's as, as, well, the, as it went from Lollap- the Lollapalooza generation into the Coachella generation, uh, Coachella. I know, but that's the whole thing. Coachella and Bonnaroo are both like I the, know. you know, and you know, of course the unwanted love child. And, and then there's the fire fest that never happened or that <laughs> it was supposed to happen. That's a whole man go and look up Firefest. Fire with a Y, okay? Because Well that was uh what's his name? Yeah, um, there's there's two different oh yeah, uh, Ja Rule was, ja Rule. was involved. But yeah. it really was the other his, his he was more the face of it as well, but the well, other he guy. He got was all a, the blame. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm surprised it's he funny. didn't end back up in prison over that. Well, but you know, the other guy did go to prison. Um, yeah. Because well, he was there was there was a lot of mismanaged money and and there was a lot of fraud involved is what it was, um, but a lot of a fraud. lot of it. And there are two great documentaries, one on Hulu and one on uh, Netflix about Firefest that I suggest going watching. But again, yeah. I was going back to the whole you know we've seen it go from Lollapalooza to Coachella, yeah, to you know to Coachella slash Bonnaroo and. And it's like festivals have become like the big thing now, yeah. music festivals. Well, it's and, it's the bang for your buck theory. And I get that because, you know, every year when they release the Bonnaroo schedule, yeah. I look at it and I, I kind of go through. And I was like, oh, I'd like to see that. I'd like to say, well, what? But there's no way I'm going to get down 100,000 people like that. I'm I, just not doing I, it. I, I don't like being around that many I don't people. either. I, I don't Especially either. Especially you know? being fenced in with them. Right. And it's one of those things that I'm just like, I'm, now I'm good. You know, any of these bands. Oh, one of the things that I did see that, that was a controversy about um, the, the Chicago, yeah, like the stationary Lollapalooza, a lot of bands refused to play there because part of the contract is that if you play, if you if you sign on to play at Lollapalooza, you cannot play anywhere within three hundred miles of there within three months on either side of it. Yeah, I know, and that's a lot I'd of bands like, are like, uh, forget that, you no, know. I, I know it's like that. I'm not doing that, and I I understand what the promoters are, what they're trying to do. They're they're, they're like, we don't want a band that's going to play here that would be a draw to be coming through here again in a month. Yeah, or, or somewhere locally in a month, and then people are like, well, I'll just skip the four hundred dollars to go see this and just go see them for you know, oh, you know, just them or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, that's a big problem. Now, here's something interesting I did not know. Okay, so Lala, let me see if I can pull it up here. Are you all right? Yeah, I'm getting sore. I know we've been sitting here, we've been doing this for a while. Um, the old man's getting stiff. Lollapalooza. <clears throat> Hold on, I think I need to go back one more. Yeah, here we go. 
they, you know, it's been, it was, you know, you think of it as it's a, it's a North American thing. Well, they've actually done international. They have international branches. Uh, they've been in Chile, um, excuse me, Chile, uh, Brazil, Argentina, Germany, Sweden, France, and Israel have all had like legit Lollapalooza. Yeah, but it's been this, it's been the, the, the stationary festival style that, uh, yeah, like the Chicago. Yeah. So it's kind of neat that they branched out and, um, and have, um, I guess remain, I guess it's, I guess it's kind of cool to see something that is a relic from our youth still relevant, you know, now obviously they didn't have one Kinda. in 2020 because of everything. COVID. Yeah. But it's, you know, they're, they're coming back this year and, yeah, um, but who, what's the lineup? I haven't looked at it. They always get big acts. I mean, it's not a, you know, like, oh, we're just throwing a bunch. It's like, no, you see a lot of really big acts that play Lollapalooza every yeah, year. Yeah, but does it have the same spirit? No, because that's the whole thing. You know, Perry Farrell, whenever he was put the first one together, and this is, again, I was doing the research on that. During, yeah. In 1991, he was doing an interview, and he, t- he coined the phrase Alternative Nation. Yeah. As, no, this is, you know, we are not what is happening on main, in mainstream music right now. You know, and they weren't, especially that first year. They were not what was happening in mainstream music. Yeah. By the time you get to 92, you know, you've got more mainstream stuff, you know, but you're still, they were leaning into the grunge thing because that was just happening. Like, yeah. you know, it was, it had been only six months since all this stuff broke. And so they're like, yeah, let's, let's take Soundgarden and, and Pearl Jam and, you know, yeah. the Chili Peppers broke through finally into, you know, the mainstream like they'd been toying with for years. And so it was one of the things like, it makes perfect sense. You know, you, you go with that. You still get you still get to showcase some up and coming bands, you know, or some that haven't quite made it into that, you know, Smashing Pumpkins or whatever yeah. strata that would go on to be big bands. And so, but you know, again, by the time you get to ninety seven, you're seeing alternative music has kind of taken a nosedive at that point, and you know they were they did a really good job of trying to stay relevant with bands like prodigy and all that kind of stuff you know tool and bringing corn out you're like okay yeah. things are changing let's kind of change with them but it really was a i couldn't looking back now i couldn't imagine them doing that the same way out of the 90s you know like yeah. i can't imagine us talking <laughs> about you know a touring Lollapalooza in 2021 i mean who would you have on it exactly and it would be it would be it would be a it would be a touring oldies act is what it would be if you stay if it stayed with that same you know it'd be one of those I can't things think of any any bands right now that i would be excited about going to see on that again that, that are that are the new right and again like i said it's one of those things kind of like you know uh the summerland tour that goes out every year, you know, which is, yeah. it's ever clear. And they'll take out some other nineties, you know, those, those alternative meals. Those, that yeah. But po- it's almost turned Nirvana. into a nostalgia. Exactly. Thing. And that, but then that's what happens after a while. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, Bruce Springsteen, you know, if he went out on tour right now, I know he's doing his, his Broadway thing, but you know, he goes out on, like I saw Springsteen in 2000, like when he got the East street band back together and, you know, went out on tour. Yeah. It's like, okay, awesome show. It was all nostalgia. That's all it is. I was probably one of the youngest people at that play, yeah. <laughs> at that show, you know. But and uh, but I mean, it was one of those things where it's like, 
no matter how much what your body of music is, after you've been doing it 20-ish years, you're really just a touring nostalgia show, no matter how much you're trying to put the new music out there. Yeah. You know, so it is... Everybody wants to hear the old songs. Exactly, you know, and that's, you know, you too, big fan. You are not as big as I used to be, but I've been a big fan of theirs for years. But it's one of those things yeah. that I, I saw them 10 years ago, the last time. I've had opportunities to see them since then, and I'm like, no, I don't want to. I've seen them at their best. And I'll be honest, I haven't liked much of the music they've done since 2005. So it's one of those I'm, things I'm where I'm still mad about uh, Megadeth canceling here yeah, and the band well, blowing up before I actually get to see yeah, the Dave's well, play together. You know, that's uh, <laughs> I'm still bitter <laughs> when, when about you, it. When you're dealing with uh, Dave Mustaine, you never know what's going to happen. So, it's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, again, like Ozfest. <laughs> You know, that's one of the things that they, you know, OzFest has been pretty good about trying to keep their lineups fresh over the years. Yeah. But when you look at the top of the bill, it's almost always kind of nostalgia acts, you know, whether it's Ozzy. Yeah. Or it's Black Sabbath. Yeah. Or it's Rob Zombie or yeah. any number of. One of the big four. One of those big, those big bands that they put out there as the top. It's like, you, yes, you get to see some new people, but you're predominantly going to be seeing at the top of the bill the top you know yeah. top spots are going to be like that so who knows well maybe maybe Lollapalooza will one day say hey you know what for just for you know for grins we're gonna we're gonna put together another tour and go out and maybe get some of the old bands in here just as a hey let's do this one one last time you know yeah, and but now it's a, it's it's all nostalgia at this point this I know. is something that we keep but you know what? the boomers of doing yeah, but all you the know time. What? This show isn't all nostalgia. You know, I mean, well, this I, is it is, and yeah. so many other podcasts that I listen to and that are really popular are just pure nostalgia. I just, you know, and I wonder what actual bands, mm -hmm. like actual instrument playing bands, right. could you put on that tour to have like new music. That would actually be relevant. I don't know, and and the reason I say that is because I, the state of the industry right now, especially the the concert industry, not just the music industry, but the concert industry, yeah. is fueled by nostalgia acts, and th and that's it. Honestly, when you look at the biggest the biggest tours every year, yeah, they're they are nostalgia stuff. No matter, I mean, even bands that you wouldn't think of as being nostalgia, like you know, Perfect Circle well, I mean, gets back together, or, or something, or Night Snails goes out. No, the, those are just that's the shows we were stuff. just talking about. Joan Jett, right? Um, Soul Asylum, right? All um, of that is Living nostalgia. Color. Yeah, and it's one of those things. I like all of those. What well, you just mentioned, yeah, right there. I know. And, you know, it's like I've again, Joan Jett. I've never seen her in concert, so I want to go to that show. I want to go to the Elton John show because I'm like, I, yeah. I've never seen him in concert. Soul Asylum, I've seen them half a dozen times. They've been good every time. And yeah. they're one of those bands that, like, I will go see them every time they come to town because yeah, they're absolutely. they're really that good live. And I love their music. There are other ones that I, I I saw them already. I don't really care about going any longer, you know. There are really, outside of maybe Ryan Hamilton, there's really not any new acts that I would like to go see in concert. Yeah. You know? See, for me, that band would be Band of Skulls. Yeah, there you go. I mean, it's like, you know, there there are a select few of, you know, newer bands that I wouldn't mind seeing if the price was right, Yeah, depending on who they were. But it is still kind of one of those, I just, I, I would prefer to see the stuff that I like. You know, it's funny because, like, some of the last concerts that I went to, 
and it's funny on one of them especially, but like, you know, I went and saw um, uh, the Gin Blossoms when they were doing their, you know, 20th anniversary of uh, oh, yeah, yeah, of yeah, New yeah, Miserable yeah. Experience, you know, or I guess it was the 25th anniversary of New Miserable Experience. I was like, this is awesome. You know, I enjoy this. I did the entire show. You know, there, there's been a lot of that too, where like people like Alanis Morissette was supposed to go out last year on the 25th anniversary of Jagged Little Pill, you know, yeah. and do the whole album. There's been a lot of that type stuff where it's like, oh, it's such whatever. Uh, Sebastian Bach did in in um uh, uh, when it was the 30th anniversary of uh, yeah of the the of the first one he went out on tour doing that album and he's supposed to go back out this year doing Slave to the Grind. Um, I think I saw he's playing. Um, yeah, he's going. He's on the at, he's, was it Beaver Dam? Yeah, and he's doing the Slave to the Grind. Yeah. The, that whole of course he'll do other Skid Row stuff as well as his solo yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it's one of those things where you're seeing a lot of that type where it's the anniversary of an album. And so they're, they're going out and playing, you know, yeah. Weezer did that a few years ago. The blue album was 20, you know, their 25th anniversary. Or whatever. They actually toured the Pinkerton album at they one did. point, which they, they swore they would never do. Yeah. I saw them on the Pinkerton tour and really, yeah. And I was there to see all the blue album stuff, you know, yeah. uh, Pinkerton is, it's all right. That's all I, was, I know. I know. Well, so many people talk about how great Pinkerton. I think it's all right. It's the Blue Album is a superior album to to it, and uh, uh, and Green is right there. Uh, probably, I don't know. It, we could argue again. This is another one of those people always. Oh, the Pinkerton. All Pinkerton. Pinkerton. I'm like, eh, the Blue Album is the superior album. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> there's no ifs, ands, buts about that in my opinion okay yeah, yeah, it's just yeah, my yeah. opinion that's the one i like i'm not putting you know say what you will you yeah. know um but yeah that is uh it's all nostalgia the other bands that are out touring right now are oh no i was gonna say you know what the, the, the one of the shows that i saw previous to gen blossoms that no. actually was a nostalgia also then you're gonna be like really you went to that show I went and saw Michelle um, uh, Michelle Branch. Now I know you like her. I love Michelle Branch, you know, yeah. and so it's one of those things. She had just put out our new album. She lives here in Nashville now, you know, yeah. and it's one of those things that, like, you know, she was on a small tour for the whatever, but it, all, you know, obviously that was a lot of going back to her first two albums, you know, of like yeah. that, and also you know the stuff that she did with uh, um, the Wreckers. You know, because well, the other girl, I can't remember the other girl, Jessica, um, I forget what her last name is, that was in there, actually came down and they did a couple of songs together. Sure. You know, which is cool. I'm like, all right. Again, that's another one of those, that's a nostalgia tour. Even though she yeah. has a new album out, it's still a nostalgia tour for the early 2000s. You see, know, I'd, so I would love to see the Foo Fighters because I haven't ever seen them. I've the never Foo seen Fighters. them either. And I would like to as well. But yeah. again, I don't know that I want to go. I would like to see them because I do love the Foo Fighters. Yeah. But I like the Foo Fighters up to a point. What? And anything after that, I'm like, I'm not real big no, about it. Yeah, come I mean, on. Look, look, it's like any band, okay? There's going to be stuff you like and there's going to be stuff you don't like. You know, I've said this about Counting Crows. You know, I have my, I love the first three albums. First two. For me, I love the first three albums, about half of their fourth album. And then it's, pick and choose after that you know i a few songs here a few songs there you know whatever so it's one of those things that like the last time i saw them was um they were touring on i can't remember the name of the album now but it was one of those things where it was like all the old songs they were doing i was really into yeah when they started doing the new stuff i'm like yeah this is all right you know this is 
it was kind yeah. of that, you know. It's like, eh, you I, know. I I love everything the Fugas do. Yeah. But I'm a big fan of Dave Grohl. Let's anyway. see, that's I'm once you get past um there was it there's nothing left to lose is that the name of the album one had like best of you and all that on okay. it once you get past that i'm like eh it's hit or miss you know i feel like i should throw something <laughs> heavy at you for such sacrilege but you know it, but it, that's just the way it, i know that but that's again yeah just like what i said you know counting crows first three and a half albums are great and you're very adamant about no it's only the first two it's only the first two and i'm like well i think you haven't listened to this desert life enough to understand how good it is <laughs> you know i mean that's ultimately what it comes down to you know it's uh, <laughs> and you're sitting there going you obviously have not listened to the rest of the foo Fighters stuff enough to understand how great that it is you know and maybe enjoy you know? the growth and the progression yeah whatever you know it, and yeah. yeah exactly but that's the whole thing you know it's like you too yeah, I like all of their stuff up through How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb. After that, I could give a fuck. No Ooh. I know I said it, but and, and that's harsh for me as someone who was such a huge U two fan for so long. You know, a and militant yeah, U two fan. I know, and it's just like I know that's where they lost me when when No Line on the Horizon came out. I'm like, what is this? And I I just cannot get into them. I've yeah. tried. I have tried. I, I have listened to every album they've put out. You know, and I'm just like, I don't get it. I don't get it any longer. So, gotcha. And, you know, that's just kind of the way it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, guys, thank you so much for uh, listening this, to the Project Gen X podcast. Uh, if you have uh, Lollapalooza memories, you know, uh, hit, or, hit up our Discord and, as well as um, anywhere else. You know, we are on social media Instagram, Facebook. You can email us, uh, Project. Um, <clears throat> Project Gen X Pod at gmail.com. There you go. Um, yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Of course, we'll be back with more episodes after this. We're, we are almost at 100. We have something big coming up for that. Getting closer. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Bless you. To edit that. Uh, but. <laughs> But yeah, we got we got some big stuff coming up. Of course, we're also not that far away from Oktoberfest again, and we always double down on that one Ugh. and have such a good such a good time. That's coming up again. It is coming up again. It's going to be fun. And um, so yeah, um, thank you once again. I'm sorry, I got completely distracted by nothing there for a second. I was like. <laughs> That that actually like creeped me out a little bit because you were looking over my shoulder like there was somebody I'll standing behind me. I'll explain it to you. Me. No, because you're gonna laugh whenever you understand what it is. I'm okay. looking back over your shoulder there, and I saw I've got one of those stand up lamps that has the you know that has the bowl sitting on top. You know that yeah. you know what I'm talking about. And I looked back over there, and the base like the the stem of it and the base and everything is black, and yeah. then the shade is white. Yeah. So the way it is positioned in the house the black part of it was is blend, blending in with um what i the um the uh the accent that i have around my back windows and then the windows of course are all white so all i'm looking i look over there and for whatever reason i looked at it and for a couple like a second all i saw was what looked like a piece of paper or something that was stuck to that accent and i'm sitting there going what is going on there? Because and then all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, that's the shade, okay? <laughs> because the way you looked over my shoulder, knowing that this house is haunted, yeah, I know, I know. I was like, and I was like, there is a ghost. I'm sitting there going, 
what in the world is that? And then and then it, and then it clicked. I'm like, oh, okay. It's like there is a ghost standing right behind me. I am about uh, to die. I also think that we're both a little bit punchy because this is the third episode in a row that we've <laughs> that we've recorded, and we're just kind of like, okay, this has got to be this, this. Okay, this is it. So, uh, so guys, go and check out everything. I think and, it may be a Waffle House run. Oh, dude, I'm I'm starting to get hungry again. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Again, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Please share us in your social media. Share us with your friends. Go and you know, give us uh, go to, to iTunes or, or Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen and the, give us reviews. That the, would help us tremendously. The podcaster I'm actually using now is Podverse. You're using Podverse, and it is 2.0 compliant. I use I use uh, Overcast. Uh, there are plenty of there are plenty of things for you to use, and and please go to whatever your podcast aggregator is and give us a rating because that helps us more than you know more than you know it costs you nothing and it helped and it gives us everything basically so guys thank you so much we will see you next time i'm alan smith i'm the other guy big dave and hopefully yeah i won't be seeing stuff next time we do this (laughs) (laughs) see ya we're out of here